This podcast is brought to you by A Copy Match. A Copy Match is a boutique matchmaking service that helps exceptional singles find meaningful connections and relationships. To learn more about our matchmaking services, online dating makeovers and takeovers, or to enroll in an upcoming group coaching intensive, go to agopymatch.com. Welcome to the Ask a Matchmaker podcast. I'm your host, Matchmaker Maria. For over a decade, I've combined four generations of family matchmaking tradition with modern relationship psychology, behavioral science, and dating trends. With this unique expertise, each week I answer your dating and relationship questions on the podcast and online. If you're not already following me, weird, but also find me on Instagram. I'm at Matchmaker Maria. This week's episode is a hotline episode. You have questions and well, I've got answers. Let's get to it. Welcome to Ask a Matchmaker. How can I help you? Hi, I am in kind of a predicament where there's a guy that I've known since college days. We kind of, you know, started back being friendly during the pandemic and then turned into it a little bit more. Um, but we were very distanced because of the pandemic. We couldn't see each other at all. Um, we were in two separate countries. Now that life is a little bit more open, we're finally back in the US together. We're going to be in the same place for the first time next week. So after, you know, a tumultuous up and down, we don't know, like, what is going to happen? And, and he had had a girlfriend. We had, it was a lot of back and forth. Um, we're finally going to kind of see in person if it's going to be something or not. And I'm very in my head about it. And especially because he's a very, you know, physical person. He's very into fitness and looks. And I just feel like I'm not like, I don't look the way that I should to be with him, I guess. So I'm very uh, nervous to see him. And I guess I just need like a confidence boost. I, I don't really, I don't know. So many assumptions and I need to ask some background information before I start yelling at you. Um, <laughs> but uh, where do you know this person from? College. We went to college together. Um, so you know him in person, you guys have like a relationship. Well, we weren't that close in college. It was like, we were friends of friends. We kind of knew each other, but like, weren't really that close. And then during the pandemic, a friend of ours was like, you know, you guys would really hit it off. Like, I think it would be worth like just kind of chatting and okay. our friendship kind of like took off from there. So like knew him casually in college, but not the way that I know him now. But you've met in person. Yeah. But that was like years ago. Like I look way, I personally feel like I look way different than I did. Okay. Well, <laughs> Everyone looks different post-college, but you're saying, okay, so you're, let me just get this straight. So this person that you already know, you've met in person <laughs> and it's been how many years since college? Five. Five years. So not even that long, but okay. So someone you knew five years ago, you are planning on seeing them again soon. And have you been, when you talk, are you just talking like, oh, you're new back in the city. Let's let, I'll be your friend. Or are you guys romantically talking? It's, it's very clear. Um, I think we both, like, there's so much history in the sense that, I mean, it's hard to like give the whole backstory, but you know, we had started talking and it was like, really like, like it happened really quickly. Like feelings developed really quickly. We got really close. Um, and I, I truthfully never felt that way about someone like as quickly as now, I now this happened now. 
Well, this was like back in like January. Like, does he have feelings for you? So, yeah. So we were both kind of on the same page, but then it was like the whole thing of, you know, when we don't know when I'm going to be able to come back into the country. And it was like, when you say you're on the same page, what do you mean? Like he actually told you, like, I think you're cute. I like you. Like we had spoken about like a future. Like it was very, like, we spoke a lot about hypothetical things. Like what? What kind of hypothetical do you guys talk about? Like hypothetically, like, you know, we will go here on vacation or hypothetically, you know, um, like we'd make jokes. But you guys have phone sex? Um, (laughs) yeah. Okay. All right. So that's clear that he likes you. Um, and then now you're fine. Okay. So finally we're here. We're at the moment that we're going to meet and you're saying that because he's into fitness and you, you used a particular phrase there. I forget what it was. Um, you think that he won't be attracted to your body type? I don't like the thing is like, I know he's attracted to me. Like we FaceTime all the time. Like we'll send snaps back and forth throughout the day. Like he's seen what I look like. Like I've never made it. Like I don't hide what I look like at all, but I like to start getting my head. Like, am I catfishing him? Like, do I look skinnier on my Instagram? Do I look skinnier on Snapchat? Like, why do you think skinny immediately equates attractive well I I just know that he's like really into girls who like you know are really fit and like are have great figures and like I don't I mean I'm not I don't have a bad figure I just I'm not like a size two you know I'm a size eight slash ten and like you get what you get and that's my butt and like you're gonna love it or hate it and I'm I like I know personally from dating like it is a love or hate thing like guys either are really attracted to my body or they're totally not like it's Mm-hmm. you know so I just kind of like- be said about women who are size two and by the way just because someone describes themselves as fit doesn't mean they have to be a size two you know there are people that are size 14 that are fit yeah. um but you know I'm not here to give you the whole body positivity <laughs> uh mission statement I what I'm hearing though is a lot of self-sabotage like it doesn't have to be about this guy it could be any guy like you are immediately equating um, like, because I'm not skinny, therefore I'm not attractive. And yeah. I don't, I don't <laughs> think like, you know, you just mentioned that there are some people that like your body type and some people that don't, but there are a lot of people who like size twos and there's people that don't. So, you know, the grass is greener, I guess. And like, I don't know if that's the right phrase to use here, but, um, you know, I think there's a bit of a self-sabotage here. So let's talk about, you know, you mentioned catfishing. So why do you think you're catfishing? Well, I you don't have know. FaceTime, no? Yeah, but I just think when like you I- had phone sex, were you FaceTiming or was it over voice? Over voice. Okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, so then tell me a little like, bit more about your FaceTimes or your Zooms. Yeah, like our FaceTimes, like he's seen me very much like I mean, ugly. Like <laughs> like I'm in sweats. I'm like laying in bed, like talking, no makeup on, very Okay like very casual not always like putting my best face forward I mean obviously like you're not seeing the entire my entire body so I don't know like I start thinking is my face smaller than my body I don't think it is like I think I'm pretty proportionate but I just started getting like in my head and I like just went through my whole Instagram I was like am I looking smaller on Instagram than I do in real life like I have just been getting so like in my head about I just don't want him to be expecting me to be like you know a size 
six and then I show up and it's like you know I mean like is he thinking oh she's curvy she's like a six and then I show up and I'm like an eight ten and he's like what the fuck is this you know what I mean like I don't know like the kind of guy that would like you at a size six he's the exact same guy that would like you at a size eight and ten and um if he doesn't because of that um that's not the kind of person you You want to like either because you know like the thing that people sometimes don't think about is that your body will fundamentally shift you don't know what kind of reaction you're gonna have let's say you do you want to have children one day yeah right yeah so like post-pregnancy things happen you have no idea how you know things can go and i'll I'll give you an example with me right um i was um how much did i i I believe i was 240 pounds. I'm 5'11. So I was 240 pounds when I was pregnant with my first and I ballooned to 324 pounds by the end of that pregnancy. I was allergic to my son. I had to take all these steroids. And, you know, when I gave birth to him, I was 293. And not at any point did my husband ever make me feel like I was not sexy. Um, you know, and I'm not saying, okay, like you know, I, I feel like sometimes I did win the lottery with my husband. I get that. But in a lot of healthy relationships, you'll see that not only healthy relationships between the, the spouses, the partners, but also like just people's relationship with themselves, you'll see that the body type is not the focus. It's everything around that, you know, like the emotional support and whatnot. Now, granted, I've, I've lost all that weight now. It's been a few years. I've worked really hard to lose that weight. And I'm actually like less than I was when I had my first kid. But the point of what I'm saying is that the same person that liked me at 240 is the same person that liked me at 324 is the same person that likes me at 200, right? Like that person, the physical type was that, you know, I existed around them and gave them different kinds of support. Like, I, I think my husband liked my face. I think my husband liked other parts of my body, but I don't think his attraction revolved around what I'm going to look like post-pregnancy. And you don't know what that's going to look like. And no one knows what that looks like. Some people bounce right back. Some people don't, right? So if you're debating now between I used to be a size six and that's what he knows. And now I'm a size eight or 10, um, you know, let that be a test. But 90, I'm going to say 95% chance that he already knows what size you are. And instead of you just looking at this relationship that you have with him, whatever it is at face value, which is, should you even like them? Is there something there? Um, you know, are you putting a lot of stock in something that's just really a texting relationship? Um, instead you're having your entire self-worth on this pedestal that is determined by his weight. And, and that's, that's a pun actually not intended, but like, you don't know how he's going to um, how he perceives you, you know, he might not care. And there are a lot of men who don't care. Like there are a lot of men who go to the gym five days a week who, you know, want to be with someone who is living a healthy and active lifestyle. That does not necessarily mean that they have to be a size two. So do you feel like 90% of the time you make healthy choices? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm very active and I like probably 90% of the time I'm always eating like clean or balanced and like honestly I have a history of disordered eating um and like falling into that like pattern of being like an over exerciser and like a restrictive eater and all those kind of things and like he and I have spoken about that at length but I just I don't know 
I don't know why it's like my own mental block. Is it like, well, you just just explained to you, you've had an eating disorder. You've had, you've had different things like this, this, that kind of thinking always will always hurt our own self-perception of how things are. And right now, you know, you should not be focusing on, did I catfish him? If you feel like you're not putting accurate photos of yourself, you need to start putting up accurate photos of yourself. But at the same time, you, if you feel vulnerable enough to talk to them about eating disorders, you should, I, I want you to find the comfort to talk to them about how you feel right now. Like the conversation you're having with me, you could have with him, or you could just meet with him and see if you even like him. Like right now, I just feel like you're putting so much weight on how this person feels about you when you don't even know how you feel about them in person. Yeah. And your self-worth doesn't come from that person, period. Like you could like him and that would be great if you like him, but your self-worth doesn't come from him. Even if you work out, even if you end up getting married, your self-worth is not determined by other people. It's determined by how you feel. Yeah. Yeah. That's a... <laughs> so what you're going to do on this date is you're going to find the outfit that makes you feel the most attractive and the most comfortable, but the most attractive. Like what's the outfit? Do you have an outfit in your closet? You're like, I look cute in this. <laughs> yeah, I'm like thinking about this. Okay. Tell me what, what outfit is it? Definitely like, you know, a pair of jeans, little heeled booty, cute little spats are tucked in. Like I'm envisioning it. <laughs> like okay, an great. And go get your hair blown out that day. I feel like that always makes, you know, people feel really good about themselves. I don't know. Is your hair curly or straight? Uh, it's like in between. <laughs> it's like okay, always- so blow it out again and get those like little lux curls in there. I don't know. Um, you know, spend an hour before, you know, you could masturbate and make yourself feel good. You could put on, you know, the kind of makeup that you like to do, you know, you could put on nice earrings, but like put in the effort to make yourself feel good and you, and leave, like say it to yourself a thousand times. I look good. I look good. I look good. You have to believe it for yourself. So that way, when you go on the date, you do feel good. Like there is a way to kind of hack this in your brain. And if he does not like you in person, that's his problem. That's not a you problem. That's a him problem. I know. And I like keep thinking that I keep saying like, oh, if anybody doesn't like me for like what I look like, then they're not someone I want to be with. But then I keep thinking like, oh, that would be devastating. Like we like connect on so many different levels. And it's like the one thing he didn't like is what I looked like. Like that was fucking so. Well, listen, (laughs) I don't look, look, there's a lot of ways that people connect and being physically attracted to someone is important, but physical attraction is incredibly relative. You don't know what he's attracted to. You don't know how he feels about you. And again, you're putting so much weight on someone that you, I get that you have a texting relationship and you've had phone sex with them. And I get that but you don't know if you like them yet. You don't know if you could have a life with them. Yeah. You have to go out to figure that out. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. <laughs> I think I just put so much weight on like the, how, how great our connection was that I was like, oh, it's my person. And I, I don't know that. Like, I don't know. You don't know my- that he's your person. Like, you have to go <laughs> on physical dates to figure out if that's your person. It's, it's impossible to figure out if someone is your person over text and over phone calls. Let me tell you, there are, thousands and thousands of people right now that have a phone and texting relationship. I get it. We've, we're going through a pandemic. I understand that you still have to meet in person without meeting in person. You just don't know. Yeah. 
And I think like, I, I look, it's really great that you've known each other from before. I think that can really help. But I also think that you're putting a lot of weight on someone else to determine your worth. And that's not how this works. Your worth comes from how you feel about yourself. So if he doesn't like you because of physical looks, that's a, that's a him problem. That is not a you problem. You leave that on him. You're right. I needed to learn that. <laughs> I need to hear that today. I have struggled with my weight for a really long time. And I know exactly what you're going through. And I know how tough it can be. And especially when you watch like, TV. Um, sometimes it can be shocking, like how you don't feel represented. And the one thing that helped me a lot was that I started watching shows that have diversity in body types. I started following, um, Instagram accounts that have diversity in body types, and that can help in, in changing, you know, not, not only, I feel like it can change the perception of how you feel about where you fit in this world. Like, I think one of the reasons why sometimes let's say bigger women for lack of a better word, feel ugly is because the media that they're exposed to all day just doesn't represent them. Right. I mean, I, I feel the ugliest and I don't do this anymore, but when I used to go shopping at the mall, I used to feel really ugly because they rarely had my size. And that was back when I was like a size 14. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, or say 12, like, you know, I mean, I, I grew up, you know, during when people shopped at express. So, you know, it was very tough to find, you know, jeans that were long and, and my size. And so I always felt ugly shopping until I figured out like, oh, I don't have to conform to these standards of beauty. I can just wear what I think looks good on me, which at that time was dresses because there was a little bit more flexibility with dresses. And, you know, fashion has obviously has shifted and changed and has become a lot more inclusive, but now you have to surround yourself media wise with, with people that look like you and, and, you know, excel in their own environments that helps a lot. I don't think about my weight. Like even when I was um, at my biggest, I didn't, I, I thought about my weight, but I never thought about my, how people thought about it. Like that was not my concern. My concern was how I felt about me. Yeah. And I know that sometimes, I know that sometimes people can see someone that's bigger and treat them differently. I get that. And there are going to be men that don't want to, that are not attracted to you because that's important to them. And I understand that, but that has nothing to do with you. Your self-worth comes from self, comes from you, comes from your own ego. And yes, our egos get bruised, but we have to find a way to push through that and understand that, you know, how someone else perceives me is not my problem. That's their problem. Yeah. I like, when I you go on this date, you got to pep yourself up, you know? I, I come from like a, I'm, I'm Lebanese. So my family is very, um, Oh, I get it. Every time you see a family member, they're like, did you gain weight? Did you lose yeah. weight? Did you, yeah, I get it. Greek people are exactly <laughs> yeah, the same it's way. Very, I understand like, it. Yeah. It's just like centered on like, you need to be small and skinny to like look good to find a man. Like it's very like that. I'm yeah. Kind of fucked. And it's not really like how I think, but I find myself falling back into it. Like when I'm like getting nervous about certain things like this, cause then I'm like, well, he's not gonna like me cause I'm not small. But then I've been on so many dates, like even this summer, like I've been on so many dates, guys who did like me and like not in spite of my body, but like because of it, but right. yeah. I just, I don't know. I there just, are I think some I'm- men who just don't care. There are men like that who just don't care. And that's fine. And there are men who go to the gym five days a week, 
they don't care. They're just, that's, that's, they work out because that makes them feel good. Do they want to share that with a partner? Maybe some of them do, but some of them are like, okay, are you at least leading? Do you feel like you're leading a healthy lifestyle? Because health is wealth. That's something I definitely believe in. Okay. But, but your health is not determined by, you know, necessarily your gene size. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I would find, you know, envision the outfit you're going to wear, masturbate before you go, put on that playlist that makes you get pumped up and head on out. And remember that you feel good about you. And I'm telling you, people can tell, you know, people can tell when you feel good about yourself, it makes them feel good to be around people who feel good. Yeah, that's true. I hope this has been helpful and I wish you a lot of luck on your date. Okay. Thank you so much. Thanks for calling the ask a matchmaker hotline. How can I help you? Oh, that's right. The person that wanted to ask me a question felt very embarrassed because apparently all of her friends listened to this podcast as well. And she's so nervous. So instead I called in Louie. He's the, one of the matchmakers on the Agape team and he will help me answer this question. So I'm going to be pretend to be the woman who is asking this question. And Louie is going to be the matchmaker in this Ask a Matchmaker hotline. What do you think, Louie? Welcome to back to the Ask a Matchmaker podcast. I'm scared. I have no idea what to expect right now. I just want to say to everyone listening that I just called Louie and said, you know, get on. I got to record this. And he's like, what are we recording? And I go, we're recording a podcast. And he's like, oh, I'm not ready. I go, don't worry. You're just going to answer a question that someone has sent in. I'm going to pretend to be the single woman who's asking it. And you're going to just be me and you know, give, give me your answer. I'll answer too, but I want to hear what you have to say too. You yeah, got this. No, Louis. I have no idea what you're about to ask, but let, let's I know I haven't told you. So I'm excited. Okay. Ready? What are your thoughts on moving for finding potential male suitors? I am 26 and I'm currently in Chicago where every guy is either emotionally unavailable under six foot two or socially awkward tech bro who has no game and can't dress their way out of a paper bag. It can be challenging here to find a guy who won't ask to split the check on the third date. What is a good city, in your opinion, to find good-looking, tall, chivalrous men who want to commit but aren't desperate guys that need a relationship out of necessity? There is so much to unpack here, but I do want you to know, Louis, that I did reach out to this woman to ask what her height was. So now I'm going to go back to pretending I'm her. I want you to know the person who has sent this question, she is five foot six. Okay. Okay. I thought that was really important for you to know. Wow. Okay. So <laughs> there's a lot to unpack. This is a loaded question. Like, honestly, if I'm being totally honest about this, my first response, my first thought when I heard the question was Chicago is a fantastic city for singles. I know. I really, really think that that is a, an amazing place, especially for a 26-year-old um, woman. I mean, she's in the prime. She's, it sounds like she has a great job and she has her act together and she's really ready for a meaningful relationship. You know, so I, you know, if you know me, you know, I always say a certain percentage of why you're single is because of you and a certain percentage of why you're single is because of who you're meeting or maybe who you're attracting. So, um, God, you know, I feel like Chicago is really the, I think you're in the right place. I also believe that you'll always find what you're looking for. I don't know. In a weird way, maybe you're you're attracting men that are not emotionally available. Let's look at this yeah. list, okay? So, currently in Chicago, and then she says every guy is either emotionally unavailable, under six foot two. We'll talk about that later. I'm going to start right. screaming. 
or socially awkward tech bro who has no game and can't dress their way out of a paper bag. Those are the best guys. Like the, the guys that's not that don't know that they're attractive and they don't they're not the slick guys, the guys that are picking up two, three women a night. Those are the tech guys. Those are the yeah. best husbands. I think that's the best husband. I think you're looking at this from the wrong perspective. Yeah. Totally. I there's a few adjectives she gives here. Let's talk about this socially awkward tech bro who has no game. Like I can't dress their way out of a paper bag. Like that's that's fixable. Like Beyonce said said, you can upgrade him. Date him for a few months and then take over the closet. That's what I would do. But like, you know, why does he need to have game? The guys with game are the guys that you want to run away from. I know. You know, they're, they're the guys that have, you know, two, three women at the same time. And then it said here, it can be challenging here to find a guy who won't ask to split the check on the third date. I don't know. I feel like if you're on a third date, I think it's okay to split the check. Am I wrong here? I'm probably, I mean, I don't know. I mean, for a guy to go on a third date with you means he's interested. And maybe that's his way of like checking you, making check like having him like see are you are you trying to meet somebody with money or you know do you have a problem with paying for that third date? So if you're if you're getting upset by that and not seeing them again, maybe you need to start paying your half on the third date and see what happens. Look, if you don't want to pay on dates, then don't offer. But I don't know. Like it's funny. Like you know, later on, her question is like, "What is a good senior pin to find? Good-looking, tall, chivalrous men?" And to me, it's like chivalrous and split the check on a third date. Those are not mutually exclusive. Like, you know, a guy can still be chivalrous and you guys can go Dutch on some dates. Or it doesn't have to be split the check. It could also just be like, you know, you grab this drink and then you say, I'll get the next one. Like, it's not, it's about, you know, being playful and reciprocating. I'm curious, wondering how many of these dates went beyond three dates. Like, is she dating somebody for six months and then she's feeling like, okay, they're not emotionally available or they're just leading me on? Um, or is she cutting it off after after three dates because they're asking her to pay half the tab, right? I don't know what age range she's dating in at 26, but I'm going to guess she might be dating men that are 25 to 32. And first of all, that's a new generation of men who, you know, don't also want to offend some women by assuming. I don't know. I, I don't know. I feel very... Mm. I'm not even, we're not, I haven't gotten started on the height thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, honestly, Maria, I think if you're a 26 year old woman and you are really ready for like a serious relationship and you want somebody who's emotionally available, who's financially stable, who's looking for substance, um, you have to go older. I mean, I, I think there's an exception to that rule. Of course, there's always going to be that 32, 33 year old, you know, man that, that, that is ready. But um, in my experience, I feel like men just mature slower. And I think that if she starts dating 36 year olds, 37 year olds, you know, 35, maybe 35 to 38, I know that sounds crazy, probably to a 26 year old, but the truth of the matter is that those men, I think have enough dating experience, have enough relationship experience. They've already played the field, so to speak. And I think they're probably a lot more emotionally available. They probably have their family and their mothers, you know, down their throat asking for grandchildren already. So, Hmm. um, you know, I feel like maybe you should try dating older. I think that might be a really good start. And also stop reading into um, somebody asking you to pay half the bill three dates in. I think you should give somebody, you know, at least a month, go on five or six dates and see if you have a connection before you start reading into these other little things like height and you know, paying the bill and, you know, a lot of these superficial things, like how they dress, you know, you're marrying the person. And that's what's most important is how are you going to get along? How are you going to raise a family with this person? To me, that's more important. I remember when I started dating George and I remember what his closet had. And I remember waiting three months 
And then I spent $1,000 at Macy's or maybe like $1,500 at Macy's just buying him a whole new wardrobe. I didn't ask for that money back. I was just like, this is the investment I'm putting into this relationship. You better keep dating me. But I remember spending that money, getting him the kind of shirts and pants that I thought he would look really good in at work. And now, you know, he's like my my Ken doll. I love dressing him up. Like, you know, I don't, you know, my husband had no game either. Right. <laughs> um, like, I feel like if you're, if you're looking for a guy with game and if you're looking for a guy, I don't know, it's a lot that she's put in here that's like... You, you know, I don't know. She, you know, it's exactly what you said. You could be discounting some really great guys in a great city, by the way. Chicago's a great city to date in. I agree. She's. In, I don't think you're. I don't think you have to move. I think you're in the right spot. Um, I think attitude you need to, has I, to change. I, here's what she needs to do. I know this is a shameless plug, but I can tell you firsthand because I talk about this every day to people who call in and request more information about how we can help them. Your group coaching intensive is insane. I mean. I, I can't even put into words. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, Google it. Look at the reviews. Every single woman that we have done that group coaching intensive with has completely changed their entire life. They've changed their entire outlook. It's really amazing what happens when, when the, and it's only women are allowed into this group. So I personally have never been allowed to join or to listen. Maria doesn't let me in. But I can tell you, I do hear the responses. I get women calling me back. I see the reviews insane and it's three days 10 women and nine hours every single woman that's listening to this that is experiencing something like this you're part of the problem you're you know and you're also part of the solution so you need to work on yourself too just as much as you want these men to you know be what you're looking for i guess right so sometimes you have to really take a really good look at yourself before you can take a good look at someone else and um i don't mean any disrespect by this i'm trying to you know say this the most you know, constructive way possible. But um, if there's a consistent pattern with the type of men that you're meeting or the type of relationships that you keep continue to find yourself in, then you're the common denominator. Right. Do the group coaching intensive. I, I, it's it's Fix so it. it's so affordable, and I think that everyone should do it. I'm sorry, I think there's a much waiting list it's for a it. Shameless but... plug. I, okay, <laughs> let's talk about the height thing um, before I let you go. But like, she doesn't want to date anyone under six foot two, and she's five foot six. And I just want to say. As a woman who's 5'11", if I had the same height requirement, because, okay, let me just preface by saying this, that she's going to probably tell us, if I asked her, why why does he need to be 6'2", she'd probably say something like, I just want to feel safe. That's just what I'm attracted to. And with that logic, if imagine now me at 5'11", saying that he has to be, okay, 6'2", minus 5'6", uh, carry, the, carry the one. Uh, we're talking about like a 6-inch difference. Right? A six inch? No, eight inch difference. Imagine yeah, if I said yeah. that the guy that I want to date has to be six foot seven to feel attracted and safe. And let's talk about safe, by the way. In 2021, the biggest risks, the biggest risks right now to your well being is you not washing your hands or identity theft. These are the biggest risks to your well being. Yeah. So, height in your partner is an unearned characteristic that has nothing to do with your happiness. I think there has to be a reassessment or reevaluation of what's most important big picture. I think it's it's like 10% of the population is taller than six feet when it comes to. to uh, it's something like 4%. Yeah. It's, it's a ridiculous percentage. Imagine if she's Jewish and she's asking for a Jewish man. Like <laughs> yeah. make, like start, it's a mathematical formula. Like what? 1% of the U S population. If that is Jewish, so 4% times 1%, like, 
you know, it's uh, <laughs> it's a lot I mean, to the, ask. The one thing that I will say, you know, I do, you know, I do this every day and I speak to women, you know, 38, 39, 40. And, you know, a lot of times they say, I wish I can go back to when I was 26, when I was 28. And I would do things differently. You know, the list that I had, uh, you know, probably wasn't as realistic as it should have been. And mm. so just keep that in mind. You know, you're at, a, you're, you're, you're at an amazing age to even have this type of awareness. I'm so happy you reached out. And if there's any other women, you know, under the age of 30 who are listening to this right now, like you're way ahead of your time. If you do, if you make more of a proactive effort at this age. So at the same, you know, I know that this, this is kind of crazy to hear, but at the same time, I'm really happy she's asking it because I think she knows that there's something going on and something has to change or she wouldn't ask. So I think that's, that's part of, that's part of the solution. And I think you're, you're, you have a, I don't know. I can, I, I compliment you on, on where you are at this stage to even ask the question. To go back to her original question, what are your thoughts on f- moving for finding potential male suitors? I, I will say you don't have to move, but you can certainly import. So if you are currently dating or online dating or dating through your friends, open up your parameter to nearby cities. So if you're in Chicago, open up to Grand Rapids, open up to Indianapolis, open up to you know Minneapolis. Like there's there's plenty of major cities that are around Chicago. And yeah, in the beginning, have a long distance relationship is is tough. I am the queen of long distance relationships. You can certainly listen to a past episode with my husband. We talk about how hard that was, but you, there is no shame in importing a good man in. At the same time, you're, you're in a great city. I don't, I don't necessarily believe you have to do that. Chicago's a great city to date. You got, you've got some great Midwestern men there and, um, you know, great women there too. It's a great city. So well, Louie, thank you for joining me on uh, Ask a Matchmaker. It was a pleasure, and hopefully I'll have you on again in an upcoming episode. Thank you for listening to Ask a Matchmaker. As I mentioned previously, if you'd like to speak to me on an upcoming hotline episode, follow me on Instagram at Matchmaker Maria. I'll post a link on Wednesdays, and we'll chat then. Until then, you can learn more about what I do or enroll in an upcoming Agape Intensive by visiting agapematch.com slash services. Thank you again for listening to Ask a Matchmaker. Be lovable and more importantly, be likable. See you next week.